Welcome to the Inspirational Australians podcast, where we chat to people making a difference in their communities and in the lives of others. And here is your host for today, Jeff Griffin. My guest on the podcast today is Afrikata. It's such an honour to have you on the podcast today, Afra. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. You're a current 2020 finalist in the Seven News Young Achiever Awards for the Bridge Create Change category. And that's for your commitment to making social change. Congratulations for all you're doing for making the finals. It's uh, such a, a shame that the all of the awards across the country have all been postponed and there are many of our finalists like yourself who are hanging in there waiting for the big announcements. Uh, which have been put off. So thanks for your patience. After just 18 years of age, you had already lived in three countries. Can you give us a a little bit of an insight into those first 18 years? Of course, Jeff, and thank you so much for having me here today. Um, So basically I am Sri Lankan by nationality and I was born in Colombo and then at the age of three months flew back to where my parents were living in Bahrain in the Middle East. And basically the first 18 years of my life, I spent between the two countries. I went to school, international school in Bahrain, pretty much thrice a year, every couple of months would jump on a plane and go to Sri Lanka and see my family there. So it was this constant um, balancing between different cultures, different countries, different types of people. And then at the age of 18, moved to Melbourne um, on my own for university. Um, So very, yeah, international. And it was... amazing in the way that my school had 64 different nationalities. So my norm was almost being around different people and it kind of set me up really well. Um, yeah. Moving to Australia. Did you find that must have uh, matured you at a very young age having to fend for yourself? I think that's such a great point, Jeff. And I look back at it actually, and I just look back, I guess, at the work that I've done and my experience. And it's really interesting because as a young person, yeah, having to move here at 18 when I didn't really have my identity figured out or who I was, I had to grow up really fast. And I feel like that in itself brought a lot of experiences, whether it was mental health, diversity, inclusion, employment, it kind of brought that forward. So I almost experienced what people, what young people face at the younger age. And I feel like that's kind of what's propelled me forward to be such um, a change maker and it having experienced, um, yeah, I guess the difficulties of all those three paradigms. Yeah, but it would have been tough. It's tough for any young person growing up but not to have your family there at times that you might have needed them, you know, just for that hug or a bit of moral support that we need sometimes. Um, it would have been tough, but you are an amazing young woman. And as you say, it really has helped you forge a path for others uh, to help others. So all power to you and congratulations. I just find that extraordinary, extraordinary in itself. So well done to you. Now, experiencing firsthand the significant toll that a high-pressure position can have on someone, you found an impact path which helps combat career burnouts in young people. What motivated you? What are some of the benefits it provides for young people? 
Yeah, so this is something that's really close to my heart, Jeff. So when I moved over to Australia, I was very throughout university, did a commerce degree, very set on my career, what I wanted to do. And I was always chasing this external facade of success. And what I didn't realize was as I started my first job, my need to be approved by others, they're getting promoted, working in a high-performing environment. It was all encompassing and it took away from who I was and it started impacting my mental health, my physical health, my relationships. Um, and as a young person in the workforce, I didn't really know who to talk to. I didn't I didn't know anyone else experiencing this. And it, I guess for about a year, it was just really struggling. And then I remember going in, uh, going to the doctors and speaking to to him and normally the questions were based around my physical health and how I was doing and I think the real differentiating point here was he asked about my mental health and as he went through a couple of questions he sat me down and he was like you've got burnout and I was 24 had my dream job uh, lived with amazing friends and everything seemed so great on the outside and I was just at such a disconnect I'd not really heard the term before I didn't really know what to speak to who to speak to or what to speak to anyone about and I kind of just went about my ordinary life after that and then gradually started realizing as I started having conversations with other young people that this is something that so many people are facing but there's no space to bring people together to have a conversation about what's important to them about their career um, and just how delicate intertwined those two things are um, and basically what we're doing at Impact Path is creating a safe space for young professionals to come together and it's still very much in its early stages and during COVID actually we've run a couple of workshops with people from a couple of law firms, professional services, high performing environments just to bring them together and I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from it is just the power of peer mentoring and that so many of these young people have the answers within themselves, but not the space created for them to access that. And that's what we're really about and what I'm really excited to keep creating with Impact Path. So important. It's really awesome. And it is a trap, isn't it? You just want to be successful, particularly for a high powered organization. You would feel the pressure to perform and uh, as a young person growing up, I'm sure uh, you really felt the need to perform, particularly without your parents always being there. And for you, I can just see how you would have, it would have been a, a self-propelling uh, situation day by day. You just want to be better and better and yeah, to have other people that you can talk to and understand they're in the same boat, but certainly how you manage that how do you get that balance i just think what you're doing is fantastic you also recently of course founded one of the first international graduate mental health seminars and you were selected to work with the un that must have been really exciting yeah it, it was it awesome and i feel like it kind of um, when I think about kind of the work I do and the work in social change, it's really interesting because one thing I get, I guess, a bit nervous about is it doesn't fit into one box. So there's not one category that I'm like, yes, this is what I do. I think when I look at it as a whole, I'm just like, I've gone through certain experiences as a young person and having gone through some pretty dark moments, I've used that as a way to propel me forward to make sure 
other people don't have to face it or don't face it alone. And um, yeah, the first international um, graduate mental health forum was actually so with PwC. Um, and basically, yeah, through my experiences, through speaking to people and through their amazing support with mental health, um, I just realized the conversation with grads need to start earlier and people come into the workforce, don't know who to speak to, don't know what the language is around it. And I was like, why don't we bring a partner? Why don't like we get someone young to get up and speak from day one from when they come into their careers? And we had grads from Australia and New Zealand um, and I was up there talking with an incredible partner about her journey with mental health and just really normalizing it and like reducing the stigma from day one, which then I think what excited me the most is that I was in, I remember in the room with all these graduates and I'm like, they're hearing and meeting us for the first time and the magic and what they'll take away from this isn't going to be right now. It's going to be when they're working late on a project or when they're stressed or something's going on at home and they have an extra tool in their toolkit in terms of how to deal with it or someone to speak to. and that's. That's what really excites me because I always think about the power of, yeah, like mental health, preventative mental health, and it's it's setting people up to live like a values-aligned and powerful life and that's the thing that they can carry with them their entire career and that that's what really excites me. Um, and I guess touching on the second point with the UN, it's actually taking place right now. I'm doing the trainings after work um, this week and it's basically working with the UN um, Centre for Counterterrorism to basically bring in young people and just get a conversation started about that just in terms of people feeling a bit isolated online, how they can connect in with people and just such a fantastic opportunity to bring young people into the UN. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited for where that where, where that will go. That's absolutely brilliant. Being able to share your story with others talk about your um, problems, you know, that may be related to burnout or the amount of hours or the pressure, whatever it is, and sharing your story personally, Afro, is really inspiring. To open yourself up and be vulnerable like that is difficult but powerful. So all power to you. Well done. Uh, you know, I, I take my, I'm really inspired by you and what you're doing for all of our listeners to know there are so many young people like yourself out and about in Australia making a massive and powerful difference. It is really important for us to know that we're in good hands. So thank you. Just changing pace for a moment, what's something that we might not know about AFRA? That's a great question. Um, I oh, I I love to travel, um, and I love dogs. And when I whenever I go on walks, I actually um, get very distracted by other people's dogs and end up talking to them, and sometimes get weird looks from their owners. But so like so valuable because the dogs end up walking next to me and makes me feel like I have a pet in my life. So that's a fun fun slightly weird fact about me. You get on well with my son. He's always going up to people's dogs and for a pat and often people will say, well, normally the dog doesn't like people, he'll growl, but uh, my son just has a thing a bit like you with animals. It makes me so happy when they say that. I'm like, I have special animal powers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, maybe you better uh, start a, um, uh, a, f- a foundation for befriending animals as well yes. or something. Um, <laughs> Well, also, our listeners might not know that you're an internationally published author on gender equality. Can you tell us a bit more about that? 
Yeah, sure. Um, I think over the past years, I found as a way to, I guess, communicate experiences of people from diverse backgrounds in a way. So it's almost an experience that other people might not have an insight to. And for such a long time, I was like, I don't know how to communicate this powerfully or get get a larger reach for people. And then, um, yeah, I, I just remember there was a, um, I think it was about a year ago, there was a post about, I think it was a Carlton football club, um, a female footy player. And there's a photo um, that went viral about a little girl cheering her on. And it was just in that photo, like what was captured was just the potential for when we give women and people from diverse backgrounds an equal opportunity, equal playing field. And I saw that and it really like triggered in me the statement, you can't be what you can't see. And I basically had this moment of flipping it to be like, be what you can't see. And like my whole life, that's exactly, exactly what I've had to do, stepping into leadership positions, into companies, into places where people like me haven't been before. So I'm constantly creating that narrative. And I'm like, that's really inspiring for me. But I'm like, how do I pass that message on to people? I literally spent one weekend just like writing it, put it down in an article. And then through that one thing led to another, it got picked up by PwC, um, Financial Times in Sri Lanka. um, And yeah, ever since then, whenever I I come across a strike gold with the kind of like an idea that I'd love to communicate to people, um, I just love writing and I find the power of it is that it tells a story and connects to people wherever in the world you are. And that's something that's really special. Yeah, that is extraordinary and very powerful. Uh, And I'm sure your success is by putting your passion and your whole self into whatever you're saying, whether it be visually uh, or in writing. So, uh, yeah, so so powerful. And well done to you. And again, as I say, opening yourself up and sharing your story um, really connects people. So well done to you. I... um, just want to make a little plug because we've got our regional and community achievement awards currently open for nominations right now. That is in every state and territory. And the Young Achiever Awards open again in October. Afra, we know people like you don't go looking for accolades or pats on the back. But why would you encourage our listeners to nominate someone they know that's making a difference a little bit like you are? I think that's a great question, Jeff. Um, And as I reflect on that, it's exactly what you said. When people go about their everyday life and are doing things they're passionate about to serve people, um, they don't do it for the recognition. But having, yeah, just like I remember when I got the email, I was just blown away. Like it's such a beautiful gesture to pass on. And I think for me, the reason this has been so special and just I guess the way that I carry myself and in everything I do, it's like I even like underneath all the awards and everything I'm doing, I'm still a human being, right? Like I, like I'm a daughter, like, you know, I'm a friend, I'm a sister. And it's like, I think the most powerful, like the powerful part about awards is like connecting to the person behind it and knowing that if you nominate someone, you can literally like make make their day or make their year in this case. But in the same way, when you have people like looking up to leaders who they can relate to, you know, and people who they can see themselves in, it can then encourage more people to step into what they care about and know that they can be themselves. And I think um, that's, if I think about just all the opportunities that Awards Australia has been so great with over the past couple of months, like it's just been in that and just knowing that, just because I'm on this podcast with you, Jeff, it doesn't mean that someone listening can't be here next year or the year after and just really encouraging them to step into what they care about, you know? 
Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much. You know, that validation that you're talking about and encouragement by someone making a nomination on someone else's behalf is so powerful. I see it year after year, people like yourself. You know, and we think people who are high achievers, they're invincible, infallible or superhuman. They don't have feelings, but everybody, as you said, does. And to get a, an unsolicited uh, acknowledgement is really important. We That's might right. not look for it, but we really appreciate it. We all appreciate thanks. And if any of our listeners would like to nominate someone, head to awardsaustralia.com and check out the categories or you'll see our phone number and give us a call. It is so important. We receive thousands of nominations every year and it really does make a difference. When I was 20 years old, that was a, a while ago, <laughs> I made a pact to myself because someone had paid me a compliment at a time that I really needed it, that I would every day of my life pay it forward with a minimum five uh, compliments every day, which I have done every day of my life since that time. And I just find it so important if you can make one person smile or feel good about themselves, then you know, it really lifts your day as well. But by nominating someone, pays it forward. You'll get a layer of it as well as really inspiring and validating someone's work. So I'm sure for you, it was just lovely to know that someone cared enough about what you were doing uh, to give it that little boost. Afra, what are the passions that drive you to keep going and achieve, and achieve such awesome results? I love, I love that question. I think um, it's been evolving for me through my life. And I think um, especially, I think one of the biggest things is growing up like between the Middle East and Sri Lanka, I was just so acutely aware of people based on their, like where their parents are from or the economic development of their country of birth or their skin colour, how limiting that is to their future. Um, and I just saw basically two different lives of people, incredibly wealthy, lots of opportunities, basically their life set out for them. And then also people, because they were born at the wrong time or into a family that didn't have that much money, how their career trajectory is just so limited. And I think for me, like, because I was constantly dancing between those two worlds, like at a very, yeah, at a very young age as a young girl, I was like, that, that's just not okay. Like, you know, and like, I know exactly how lucky I am to be able to move to Australia, live in such a beautiful country, have the opportunities that I do. And I'm like, I can't live my life in a way that only serves me when I know that not everyone is as lucky as me. And I think in the same way, and I still remember this, Jeff, when I was filling out um, the application form and even to your point before, like I'm still humbled, like genuinely by this award. It just almost takes my breath away because I almost can't believe it, but I just think it's such an amazing gesture. And I remember when I was writing the award, I was just reflecting on like what's really got me here. Um, and I really think it comes down to like in some of my loneliest moments or the times that I've just failed or haven't like you know just haven't been able to do what I wanted to or be around the people I wanted to it's like I've been able to use that in a way to bring people together and basically talk about our shared experience and my personal journey but not for me and knowing kind of what you've said before in opening that conversation it brings people it brings people closer together and I think to your point around compliments as well like 
especially with the news about what's happening in Victoria yesterday and everything that's happening globally, like there hasn't been a more an important time to connect in with people and have that conversation. And for me, I just want to leave everyone that I meet, like knowing that they're heard and they're seen as who they are. And that's, that's pretty much the most important thing that kind of wakes me up in the morning and keeps me going. Uh, that is uh, fantastic. And you're right, it's uh, pretty tough for Victorians at the moment. And just to get some nice words from people, you know, passing on their love and their best wishes is uh, really important at this right, right now, at this time. And of course, Lifeline is there for anybody who needs to talk to someone and doesn't have anybody that they feel comfortable to talk to. And the number from memory is 131114. So if you're feeling low, uh, we all do from time to time. Give Lifeline a call. Um, if you need, they're not judgmental, they're just there to talk. So, Afra, um, what do you think the world needs more of right now? I think compassion, Jeff, and I think as well this starts with us individually and if I reflect, yeah, just in terms of isolation and COVID and the conversations I've had with people, I think one of the most difficult things is just sitting in the silence and sitting with ourselves and I think it kind of brings thoughts or feelings or previous experiences that in the past we've been able to kind of do other things with and forget and I think the most important thing is compassion but compassion for other people starts with yourself and it's like if you're going through a hard time like this morning for example I woke up and I felt incredibly anxious and actually before getting on this call Jeff I was I was actually really nervous like genuinely um and I was just sat there and I was just like what like what do I need and what does the world need right now and it's compassion and it's being okay with the feelings that you're having allowing yourself the space to process it then also to your point around a conversation like there's nothing that we've needed more right now. So just picking up the phone and having a conversation with someone and just showing care and compassion, I think, goes such, such a long way. Well, you don't sound nervous. And if anybody um, uh, could see your beaming smile right now as I can on our Zoom, uh, it would never come across that way. But, you know, it just goes to show that we're human. We all feel nervous, anxious at various times, and that's okay. Uh, but to be able to be strong and overcome that as you have in so many ways and put yourself out there, share your story, as I said before, to help others is extraordinary and we can all uh, feel our part, no matter how big or small that may be, every little bit helps. And you're right, compassion and kindness are so important in today's world and there's just not enough uh, going around. So the more we can give the more it will help. So I'm, I'm right with you. I think that's absolutely brilliant. So what is next for Afra? Great question. It's one I'm forever asking myself. Um, I think on a personal lens, as soon as the borders open, I want to get a van and drive through Australia, <laughs> very much itching to go travelling. Um, in terms of the work that I'm doing, um, yeah, continuing to build out Impact Path, um, yeah, and just, I guess, a call out to the listeners if you're a young professional or a young person in the workplace and interested in, yeah, in what we do or basically holding a safe space, be more than happy to have a conversation around that. I, I actually don't think there's a time that we've needed to hear that more in terms of redundancies, in terms of us going into um, the next stage of lockdown. Um, and then, yeah, I guess as well, this is 
completely a side note, but one thing I'm very excited in is kind of like increasing like the writing and the poetry that I do and um, kind of infusing it with storytelling and seeing how we can kind of bring communities together, especially at a time like this, through the power of um, the creatives and storytelling and art. So that's something I'm very excited about. Sounds awesome. Can't wait for the next chapter uh, of Africada. Yeah, sounds exciting. You're an amazing young person. While we're on that topic, how do listeners connect and find out more about what you're doing? It's a great question. I think for me, um, the best way to get in contact would be through LinkedIn. That's kind of my um, the profile that I have. So you can just type in um, Africata into LinkedIn, a very, very rare name. I think there's only one of me in Australia. Um, and you can connect with me on there. Um, and I'm always like open and willing to have a conversation with new people. So don't um, hesitate to reach out. Um, I'll be more than happy to have a chat. Please do. You could do a lot worse than speak to Afra. She is amazing. <laughs> and it's uh, A-F-R-A and it's C-A-D-E-R if anybody wants to look up Afra on LinkedIn. Now, what's the one piece of advice you would leave our listeners with? Ooh, this is a great question. Um, I think the one piece of advice... I'd leave the listeners with is spending the time to really get present to what you want to create in your life. Because I think so much of the time we're in overdrive and we're busy and we're trying to reach this vision of success that might not even align to what we want to do. Um, So the one thing I'd leave you with is carving, whether it's 10 minutes, half an hour out of your day to just really reflect on what you want to create in your life. And I actually think having COVID as a reset button in a way is such a beautiful opportunity. Um, And I think that for me, especially during this time has been really helpful. So yeah, creating an intentional space and reflecting on what's important to you is what I'd leave the listeners with. I absolutely love that because we can get a little caught up in trying to make a difference for others and forgetting about ourselves. And if we get left behind, it becomes a lot harder to be the difference for others. So I love that. Um, Take that on board, everybody. That is perfect. Really brilliant. Afra, thanks so much for being our inspirational Australian podcast guest today. I hope you've all enjoyed my chat with Afra today. All of the links from today's podcast will be in the show notes on our website at awardsaustralia.com forward slash podcast. Thank you so much, Afra. It's been really wonderful to talk to you. Thank you, Jeff, Annette, and everyone at Awards Australia. It's been a pleasure to be here today. Thank you. Until next time. Stay safe and well, and remember, your act of kindness for someone could be the difference. I hope you enjoyed today's interview as much as I have. We would love you to subscribe to our podcast so that you won't miss an episode. Join us each week as we talk with ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. Did you know that Awards Australia is a family-owned business that proudly makes a difference in the lives of those that make a difference? others. And we thank our corporate and not-for-profit partners for making our award programs possible. Do you know someone that's making a difference? Or maybe your business might like to sponsor an award. Contact us through our Instagram page, inspirational.com.
www.australians or head to our website, awardsaustralia.com. It would be great if you could share this episode with your network because who doesn't like a good news story? And please rate and review us. We would really love to hear your thoughts. Until next week, stay safe. And remember, together we make a difference. Thanks for joining us today on the Inspirational Australians podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening and have been inspired by ordinary Australians achieving extraordinary things. So it's goodbye for another week. Remember, together we make a difference.